0: Welcome to Inside the Coach's Office with Spencer Wall and Logan High School football head coach, Mike Eddy.
1: At the end of the day, this is all about our athletes.
0: These kids are getting better.
1: Those guys go out and compete week after week after week. Where are we really as a program?
0: Welcome to Inside the Coach's Office, brought to you by LoganFootball.com. You can find Inside the Coach's Office on the homepage of LoganFootball.com, on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Spencer Wall, and I'm glad to be joined by Chieftain Head Football Coach Mike Eddy. Uh, coach, um, another, uh, I'd say, disappointing and maybe a little bit um, uh, disproportionate result on Friday based on uh, maybe the way you played and, and, um, uh, you know, where you were at halftime.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, when you, when you sit back and you look at the final score of that game, it was not a great example of the level of effort at which we played it. Uh, You know, this is another example of, I thought our kids were well-prepared. I thought mentally they were focused. I thought they gave great effort. Um, And, and once again, in true Logan fashion, they played as hard as they could play for as long as they could play. And, uh, you know we just um as the game went on ended up uh you know uh giving up a lot more points um than uh, I think what any of us actually expected uh so from that standpoint, it ends up being extremely frustrating uh but I think there are multiple reasons why that happens. uh you go back and you look at the you know the first half of this football game, and uh you know I think a lot of people were excited to have been in the stands and watched it. It seemed like. Uh, you know, here we go. The Chieftains are, you know, playing neck and neck with a great football team going into halftime. Uh, score could have actually looked quite different than it did. You know, we only had three points. We should have had seven. Uh, they end up with seven and maybe should have only had three. And, uh, you know, so maybe even that has an impact moving forward. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but rolled out of halftime and, you know, my my comment to our kids was, They're allowed to score first. They just can't score the first touchdown. And uh, unfortunately for us, that's exactly what happened. They come out and they're opening, opening drive. They go down, they get the points they need. Uh, but there were multiple times, though, I've got to sit back and, you know, and and, and be pleased about some of the things that I saw uh, in that we created turnovers and took advantage of turnovers for the first time this year. Uh, and that's something that you and I had talked about, you know, that defensively, we played such great defense all year, but we hadn't forced or recovered a turnover. And uh, so, you know, we were able to get that accomplished a couple of times on Friday in crucial situations, uh and provide additional possessions for our offense and something that we hadn't done so you know there's something positive to take away from it uh you know we walked out of there <clears throat> uh i think you have to uh say a strong showing i don't think i think that's a fair word a strong showing for uh the first freshman quarterback in school history um you know You can, you know, you can look at points scored or any of those things and say, well, I disagree with you. But, you know, if you just watch the poise that he played the game with, some of the decisions that he made in crucial situations, uh, I thought he did a great job of uh, not just managing the game, but making, uh, you know, some uh, some very, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, good decisions in in situations that you don't expect a young quarterback to make. I guess that's what I was struggling to say is, you know, when you put the young kid into some of those pressure situations, you expect him to maybe force the ball and throw a pick or take a sack. And uh, he didn't. He was able to extend plays. He was able to get out of the pocket, uh, made smart choices on when to throw the ball and when to throw the ball away. Uh, You know, so I, I thought we saw a tremendous amount of growth in our offense from that standpoint uh I would I would be uh, making a mistake not to mention uh what our starting our original starting quarterback was doing during this whole process and why it would Woodyard. Uh you know, here's a kid who uh you know has just been through the ringer as far as his career is concerned and has done everything that you could ever ask a kid to do to be the starting quarterback and once again he's injured. But yet he's on the sideline. He's got a headset on. He's listening to the coordinator. He knows what plays are being called. Uh, he knows exactly how that quarterback is supposed to respond, what it is we expect him to do. And then at the end of series, uh, is just a great personal coach for that kid. And... Uh, you know what? What? What a what a blessing it is for Carson to have that mentor in his ear, you know, during this this season. Uh, you know, Wyatt was given great advice. He was giving encouragement when it was needed. Uh, he was given correction when it was needed, and um, you know, it's kind of uh, you know really done an excellent job. I mentioned to him on Saturday at the, during our weight room session that we were in there, and uh, you know. Wyatt has mentioned that he would like to be a football coach at some point in his life uh, as part of his career after high school. And I said, man, I said, I know you didn't want to start coaching until five years from now. I said, but uh," I said, you're one of the best young football coaches I've ever been around. And I meant that in all sincerity, you know, no, he doesn't coach during the week, but that Friday night coaching, Uh, and what he provides to Carson uh, is so invaluable and uh, far more advanced than a lot of first year coaches are able to do if they were in the exact same position. So just super proud of both of those kids. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the kind of, kind of team that we have uh, and gives us um, a great vision of what we might look, look like moving forward.
0: Yeah. And so back to your quarterback, um, you know, as as you mentioned maybe the stat line isn't the the kind of stat line that makes you go oh my gosh that kid's going to be amazing you know 4 for 18 uh, with an interception 94 yards but as you as you mentioned you know some of those incompletions um you know three or four of those were really good smart throwaways uh, the kind of decisions you want to see um i think that he also um you know there were a few balls that uh you know he put um you know, on guys numbers that, that didn't get caught. A couple of them were broken up. A couple of them maybe could have been caught some drops. So, you know, I think the stat line isn't representative and obviously on your touchdown drive, I think he showed um, maybe how he can help your offense evolve with the ability to take the top off the defense. So let's talk about the first, the 44 yard completion to Jack Walsh um, and kind of, you know, keeping the play alive, which we talked about. And then also, um, you know, throwing a good deep ball.
1: Well, there's there's a couple of things, uh, you know, that you made me think of there, and you're way nicer than I am, because uh, I know he threw at least three, if not four, balls that should have been caught. Uh, and uh, I mean, you, you can't you as a wide receiver, you can't ask for more. Uh, now, I understand that some of them were under duress, and you've got a defender bearing down on you, but as a receiver, that's your job, right? We ask you to we ask you to block on run plays, and we ask you to catch the ball when it's thrown to you. That's it. That's what we ask you to do. And it's your responsibility to get it done. And there were a couple of times when uh, there were some serious drops that would have continued drives. They would have changed field position that didn't happen. Uh, So, you know, you do have to take those things into consideration uh, when you're when you're evaluating his performance. And uh, and I thought uh, pass pro was above average. I don't think it was excellent, but it was above average. I thought we did a pretty good job of trying to keep him safe, giving him an opportunity to stand in the pocket and find receivers and throw the football. But on the times when there was a breakdown, he did a great job of managing that situation uh, and avoiding sacks and you know, being able to get out of the pocket and did a great job of keeping his eyes downfield. He was, he didn't get happy feet, right? Like a lot of young quarterbacks mm-hmm. do. And they're like, oh man, I got to run out of bounds or slide as fast as I can. I uh, kept his eyes downfield. He was continuing to look for wide receivers. And then at the last minute was willing to take a shot as he threw the ball out of bounds, you know, in accordance with the, you know, the new high school grounding rules. Um, you know, so in, in all of those situations, I really thought he handled them uh, appropriately. And uh, yes, as far as the, you know, that touchdown pass to Jack Walsh, uh, you know, Carson does it. he doesn't practice all the time. And it's something that you always uh, encourage your, wide, your quarterback to do, you know, in a tight window, you say, listen, man, it's okay if, if he doesn't catch it, but he's the only guy that should be able to catch it you know you've got to put it in the spot where the defense can't touch this ball and that's exactly what he did on that go route to jack uh he put it just on the back line of the goal of the end zone and uh jack did what he does and he sacrificed himself physically uh to make a tremendous catch uh and uh and score that touchdown and it was you know it was an exciting moment in the game Uh, but also in somewhat a little bit uh, gut-wrenching for me because then I got to run out on the field and pick Jack Walsh up because he's injured. Uh, But in true Jack Walsh fashion, he wasn't injured for very long. Once he realized he actually scored a touchdown, he said, throw some tape on it, get me in there, Uh, because he wanted to go make another play. And uh, so, yeah, I I do think it shows, uh, you know, the, the growth and maturation of who this team is moving forward uh, and I think sometimes that just goes, man, it's so easy to overlook that, right? I mean, the guy playing quarterback has so much to do with what you can do as an offense. You know, here we are, and I still say it, we're a base wing T football team, okay? That's who we are. That's where our roots are. That's where our plays come from. That's where schematically we live. But we, can, we look so much different based on which quarterback is behind center right? When Jack Walsh is back there playing quarterback, we are old school, traditional downhill run every single time. If you came and you watched us in our preseason games and you watched us in uh, week one when, uh, you know, Wyatt was a quarterback, we were running a true spread RPO system out of the wing T and looked completely different, uh, you know, with because the RPO game changes everything. Um, And so now here we are, we're on basically our third quarterback of the season in three weeks. And this kid brings another dimension to the game that's completely different than what the other two did. So here we are on Sunday afternoon, trying to build a game plan for next week, and it looks different again. Uh, just because the skill set's different, right? So so here we are. Now we're talking a little bit more about protection. We're talking more about route combos. We're talking more about attacking the edge, you know, which is not the things that you talk about when one of those other guys are your starting quarterback. Uh, you know, so as much as, a, you know, it's easy to sit back and say, oh, man, this offense, it just it's terrible. It's not getting done. It's not producing. Okay, well, let's keep in mind the fact that We're now playing a third quarterback in three weeks, and every single one of them has a different skill set and makes the offense look completely different. Uh, You know, you want to talk about a guy I feel bad for. It's Caden Morgan. Uh, You know, here's a guy who we just keep handing the ball to, and we're not doing anything to help him. Uh, You know, we're not creating the run lanes that we need to be creating to help this kid get going. Uh, We feel like he's a difference maker as a ball carrier, uh, and we haven't been able to prove that one time this year. Uh, And so, you know, that's something that I take extremely personal. I I coach that offensive line. That's my unit. Right. So uh, and I, I have been caught saying probably on this podcast and most definitely in public, I think we've got a really good offensive line this year. Um, but I have to eat those words every Friday because we're not proving it, right? If this really is a, a good offensive line, then then we're going to have some rush yards to show for it. And uh, and so far, that's not happened for us. Um, you know, you can couple that with the fact that uh, you know all but one and a half, or all but two and a half of those guys are first year starters. You can couple that with the fact that we've played three extremely talented defenses. Uh, You know, you can make all the excuses in the world you want to make. Fact is, I have higher expectations in our run game and we're not living up to them. Uh, So that's going to be a huge emphasis moving forward uh, in the rest of this season, because as much as I think uh, Carson is going to help us to open that box up, get some extra hats out of the box and help our run game. At the end of the day, we have to take ownership of that as linemen. Uh, We got to put a little chip on our shoulder and say, you know what, we're tired of this poor run game average. We're going to do we're going to do different. We're going to do better.
0: Yeah. I mean, all second, you know, certainly I think at at Tays Valley, especially, um, your comments on Caden Morgan. I mean, you know, I think he got every yard that was, that was blocked for him. Uh, Tays Valley, he did a really good job of using his vision, using his speed, using good cuts. Um, you know, and there just, there wasn't a lot there for him. Um, I did want to highlight though, too, this week, I thought, um, Jack Brown gave you a little more in the run game than, um, I think we've seen out of him maybe the last two years. Um, so uh, he was kind of a nice little added bonus this week, especially on, um, on the field goal drive.
1: Yeah, and, well, and a couple of things, again, because you always make me think of things when we talk to each other. Um, but if you go back and, and, and look at Taze and Sheridan, um, and if you'd go back and chart missed tackles, I, I, I guarantee you in both of those games you'd have less than five. Tays yeah. and Sheridan are both exceptionally good tackling football teams. So when they get a hat to the ball, it's gone to the ground, and uh, you know, and that's that's exactly. I mean, we were one tackle away or one trip away from some really big gains in both of those games. Uh, but again, both of those defenses are just, uh, you know, they're they're well coached. And they're technically sound and they're great tacklers, even in the open field, which is the hardest thing to be able to teach high school kids to do. And so that has played a role, um, in, you know, in our run game in that, you know, yeah, we we do a pretty good job of we've done a pretty good job of blocking at the point of attack. But, you know, even at the second and the third level, you know, those guys are falling in and they're making great plays. Uh, because they're good tacklers um and uh, and so then on to the jack uh, comment, uh, you know, I, I think last year we you know we He's a kid that we've played in so many positions. It's hard to remember where in the heck he's played, right? I mean, he's played <laughs> – I think he's played every about every position on offense but quarterback and guard, uh, which all of his buddies joked that he should be playing guard anyway. And uh, truth is, he'd be a great guard in our offense, uh, but that would break his heart, and I, I'd hate to do that to him. But I also know he'd do it if I asked him, you know, because he's that kid. Uh, but – uh, you know, defensively, I think he's he's played defensive end. He's played inside linebacker. He's played outside. I mean, he's a very versatile kid. He's played just about everywhere for us. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of joke about him as a coaching staff, and I'm going to say I'm okay with saying it publicly because we say it in front of Jack, and he knows it's true. Uh, is you You put the ball in Jack's hand, and he doesn't look for space. He looks for a defender, and he just wants to hit somebody. You know, because that's the kind of kid he is. He just wants to hit somebody. He's not looking, you know, I mean, to bust a 60-yarder. He's looking for that safety coming down the alley so he can put his shoulder pad under his chin. And, uh, you know, so Jack did a great job, you know, now that we've kind of moved him to a wing position, uh, and now he's playing a little bit more uh, horizontal than vertical. Uh, I thought did a nice job on some of those jet plays that we had him carrying. And, uh, you know, we we had changed schematically how we were blocking that play based on uh, Sheridan's style of defense, which requires you uh, you as a ball carrier to make a quick cut not long after taking the handoff. And uh, Jack just did it so naturally this week in practice. I was excited to get to see him do it on Friday. And, uh, you know, so he did a really nice job with that. And, uh, you know, once again, as a kid that uh, is willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. He's one of the first guys, you know, every Saturday morning that's, uh, you know, being a great leader and uh, keeping his teammates focused and thinking about, okay, here's what we have to do this week because we're going to win. You know, he's that kid. We're going to win. And here's why we're going to win. And, uh, you know, that's a mentality that that uh, sitting here at 0-3, we really have to have at this moment. You know, going into this game, that's probably my greatest focus as a head coach. It's not about what plays we're going to run on offense. It's not about where we're going to line up on defense. It's, you know, those things are, you know, those are second and third tier in all honesty. You know, right now, my focus is where are my kids mentally, uh, what, where are their hearts and their minds? Uh, you know, are, are we still focused on the goals that we set for ourselves at the beginning of the year? And, uh, you know, what kind what, What's the mood of the practice going to be like this week? Uh, Those are the things that I think are most important right now. And, uh, you know, based on what I saw uh, Saturday morning, I think we're okay. I think we're in a good spot. Uh, But we're going to prove that during the course of the week and how we practice. Uh, Because I think we've got, uh, you know, we got some opportunities looking at us here as we go towards the middle of this schedule And if we're willing to continue to play the way we've been playing with that level of tenacity and physicality and toughness, um, you know, it's going to pay off in the end. Uh, You know, we we just got done, uh, you know, running through a gauntlet, you know, some really good football teams that are going to have a lot of success this year. And I thought that our players have done a really nice job of uh, rising to that level of challenge uh and competing hard start to finish you know and uh you know friday in all honesty we got beat by a better team you know i mean we could play that we could play that game 10 more times and i'm not sure we change the outcome you know i mean and that's just how it is and you know in high school football that happens sometimes so what do you take away from it? you know i think that's the biggest key and uh you know i i take away from this uh you know that we got a great group of kids that that if they'll just stick together, they'll stay the course, they'll just keep doing the things that they're being coached to do, uh, are going to end up having a lot of success before this season's over.
0: So looking ahead to next Friday, um, back on the road again, uh, traveling to Warren, Um, I had to explain to a few people, you know, the fact that the schedule's so um, front and back loaded as far as the home and away. So, you know, only one home game in the first five and only one away game in the last five. Um, but yeah, back on the road Friday to Warren, familiar opponent, um, team, you know, Logan's played a lot over the last uh, 35 years. Um, and, uh, you know, never an easy place to play, but an opponent we've had success against in the past.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, and I mentioned this at our coaches meeting earlier today, is that even the last couple of years when we've been able to get wins versus Warren, uh, they've been very very close games on the scoreboard. Uh, So, you know, they always play us tough. And, you know, for whatever reason, even when we feel like, oh, we're going to go in there and really, you know, we're really going to show off who we are, uh, we struggle to do that a little bit from, uh, you know, a scoring standpoint because uh, they always seem to be well-prepared for us. You know, uh, the, the other piece that I mentioned to our coaches today is, you know, you can't be 0-3 and, and be the most confident football team in the world, right? I mean, no matter what we do to our kids mentally, you know, there's still some doubt in their minds. You know, are, are we able to win this game? Are we able to do this? Are we still going to meet our goals? Are we able to, you know, those questions, I mean, these these are – these are high school kids They're, those questions are real uh, and they manifest themselves on a Friday uh, so no matter how well prepared you think you are um, no matter how many points you think you're gonna gain a uh, score or no matter you know no matter how many points you think you might be able to hold your opponent to based on looking at their previous scores, all that stuff goes out the window, right? That's the, you know, that's the old saying that's why you play the game, right? Cause every week anything can happen. And, we're, and you know, the, the reality is we're an O and three football team getting ready to go play Warren. We got to go to their place. Uh, you know, they're going to make us walk up and down the mountain, right. To get to our locker room. Uh, yep. But but at the same time, it's such a great atmosphere there. I mean, they got a beautiful field. Uh, they they're always uh, they always do a great job of taking care of us there. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be an easy task for us, you know. Uh, so, you know, they're they're good at what they do. Right. They don't do a lot of things, but what they do, they're good at because that's, you know, they're they you know, they follow the keep it simple, stupid rule right, so they don't do a ton of things, and man, they just rep it and rep it and rep it, um, you know, they found some success this year, um, and, uh, you know, so if you're just gauging a confidence level for Friday, theirs probably is higher than ours, uh, you know, so they're going to carry some momentum right, off, right out of kickoff because they have one. and, uh, you know, and so there's, Regardless of what I would, I'd love to sit here and give you some great coach speak and, you know, and say those things aren't real. They are. They very much are. And so, you know, we need to go out and capture the momentum early uh, and then ride that wave for as long as we can. And, uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, walk away from Friday. Uh, getting a much better vision of what we think we're capable of as the season goes on, continue to show improvement from week to week, which I think that improvement has been inconsistent from week one to week three, in that we've seen some growth in some areas, but not growth in every area. You know, we're still having some struggles with our special teams units. Uh, You know, the offense is the, I don't want to use the word sputtering, but we'll show some great signs. One drive and the next drive, it looks like it's a completely different team. You know, so finding that level of consistency for them. Uh, you know, last week we got exposed a little bit in our past defense. So there's still a lot of things that we have to continue to work on as a football team. Um, and so this is another week for us to go out and show growth, show improvement, uh, I, you know, in some ways, I say this and I don't really mean it. In some ways, I wish we were like everybody else, and the regular season didn't matter who are you when it comes postseason time. Uh, because if you go back and you look at this, if you go back and look at us the last four years, last three or four games, we were a really, really dangerous football team. Uh, but it kind of took us that long to kind of find our identity and really, you know, find our groove. Um, but that's also why I said I don't believe that because that's one of the things I love about the game of football. You got to be the best right out of the gate, right? You you don't yep. you don't get all these warm up games, okay? You've got to be the best football team you can be every single week. You only get ten opportunities to prove it. Uh, so far, for four, for three weeks, we've fallen short, um, and we've got to show a ton of improvement. We're we're not as good as we can be. You have we have not. Uh, demonstrated our potential as a football team up to this point. We are so much better than what we've shown, um, and and that doesn't mean much unless we go do it. So you know that's that's kind of where we are. We got a great opportunity in front of us this week. Um, can we go down there and do it? You know, time's going to tell. But uh, I I told the kids on Friday, man. I said I, I said I, I I said I love you and I believe in you. I said I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I said, I got you. I got you. And we're going to put a great game plan in front of them. Uh, We're going to give them all the information that we can about their opponent. Uh, We're going to do our best to make in-game adjustments so that we don't put our kids in bad spots. And um, just let them go play like their hair's on fire, man. I mean, that's where we're at right now. Just go play. Uh, Don't worry about making mistakes because they're going to happen um and just play as hard as you can play be physical be violent fly around the field and play this game the way it was meant to be played and um you know if we can do that and show some growth you know it'll be a great week four
0: all right coach well want to wish you and the chieftains the best of luck i want to thank you all for joining us on inside the coach's office Find us each week on the homepage of loganfootball.com, on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Brett Goff of Imbogo for producing. For head coach Mike Eddy, this is Spencer Wall signing off. Go Chiefs.